welcome you to In My Opinion with Dr. Anansi. How are you doing? Are you good? Are you, are you, are you, um, how's the year so far? For me, I don't know about you, for me, the year started quite okay, on an okay note. Um, things were quite okay, quite manageable. But now it has moved from, if you ask me, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. To now, how are you doing? I can't complain. Yeah. Because where would complaining end me? It wouldn't land to me. It wouldn't change a thing. The, the year is trying to be like last year. The way last year shaked me to my very core. This year wants to try something of that sort. But funny thing is me, I said I want loud. Not what happen. Not today. Not tomorrow. Never. So, um, thank you for tuning in today. Kindly rate my podcast five star wherever you're listening from. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, um, Podcasts for, for Spotify, um, wherever, Anchor, wherever I'm listening from, kindly, you see up there, the show the, the, the show's name is there, there's some reason, it's not up there, it's down there somewhere, where you can leave a review, kindly put five, choose five star, leave a little review, it helps me to reach more people. Yeah, so you're not doing this and you're being selfish. You, you are you're not going to share the, the link to others listen. You two are leave a review to a you want to do. Five star cake so I have to come and beg. Oh ah, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be like like fancy wow. Okay, so um today um we'll be talking about and I um for those who don't know, who still don't know, after lots and lots of episodes and even after reading the, 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 the title of the show I am a doctor in pharmacy to be specific so um, today we're going to take a health route yes um, we'll be talking about some of the things all the advices that pharmacists tend to give when they're dispensing drugs or when anyone is dispensing drugs some of the little little advices that we, we tend to give that I've noticed that lots of people don't understand why we are giving them that one too. They don't see the need to to follow what you are listening. They do as they please with the medications. Then they'll come back and come and tell us the Ghana health system is very poor. Why is it so poor? Yo, you are part of the reason why it's poor. And today you understand why. So um the pharmacist says so. So that's what we'll be talking about today. And before uh, we jump into that, I want us to enter our Bajolans, Bajolans section as usual. So join me as we dissect the issue of Ama Governor. If you remember, we've discussed her issue here before. We're going to go into a recent uh, development of her issue. So stay tuned. So here we are back again discussing Ama Governor. I never thought I would come back to discuss Ama Governor. So um apparently 
the chief justice of Ghana. I don't know the details, but I I know, I think I heard, I've read somewhere before that um, the chief justice is in charge of part of the board or committee or whatever that calls people to the bar. I might be wrong, but that's what I think I, I know. And uh, she made, she had an interview, uh, it was it started an interview. It's like, um, it says, yeah, there's a name for this thing, a time with the press where you you have, a, you address certain matters. The press asks you questions, I've forgotten the name, whatever it is. So she has something of that sort where she gave reasons why I'm a governor, wasn't called to the bar and may still not be called to the bar. And according to the video, she went on to say that um, Ama Governor is um, she was didn't portray herself in a proper manner. Her conduct was poor. Um, like she said certain things which Ama Governor didn't agree with. So Ama Governor went on to social media to like really explain not like explain herself but to shed more light on why she disagrees with this woman and why this woman is lying and the board of whatever board that calls them to the bar are treating her unfairly because she feels like it is very cruel for them and like they are, hand they are tarnishing her image so she says that she won the case as in after her petition Someone sent in a petition that she should not be called to the bar because she's disgracing the school and uh, Ghanaian lawyers, the profession as a whole. Um, that case, she actually sat down with her lawyer, submitted a written legal response to that petition, and which was actually thrown out after the first hearing. So in the next three hearings, that was when I did, the decision was delivered to the committee of which they asked like very few questions and of which they agreed to the answer that they actually gave. Yes, of which they said that they will probably call her, make uh, let her know, uh, you let us scratch that. So <laughs> she's saying that um, when she met the committee, nothing about any crime she has committed or any misconduct of whether she of her part in school out of school was made. So she doesn't understand why she has been caught in the book of shame in Ghana School of Law's ways because she states that now she's being used as a bad example in the same school when lecturers are teaching or yes, when they are teaching, they mention her as a very terrible law student who was studying there, who was very uh, uh, was a bad girl. She follow the rules and regulations of the environment I go home some ruha happy and she's like she's trying to explain that when she got her first phone in university she was like 18 years she was mesmerized by YouTube so that's how she started doing her YouTube stuff uh, called documenting her life so her body her, her body autonomy feminism body positivity embodying her queerness women's sexual reproductive health self-worth uh, confidence, women's sexual liberation. And that's what, like, literally what she was creating uh, content around. And she's like, how is this a crime? And who would have known that when she was 18, stuff she did when she was 18 would now become uh, considered a crime six years after. So she did not, she doesn't understand why actual crime was. And 
she stated um and they disregarded article 19 section 11 of our grand norm highest law of the land which is the constitution of 1992 that says that no person shall be convicted of a criminal offense unless the offense is defined and the penalty for it is prescribed in a written law so she wanted to ask for the interpretation of the con the word convicted into which parts they were serving whatever form of punishment because she didn't bar at all it is said she's aware of section 3 of acts 32 which i really don't know what is there but it was what was used against her apparently uh, which she says is unfair. And she explained the scenario to us that she wrote the ex she wrote the exam. She went through all the usual rigorous and everything, all the situations that she had to be subjected to, like as a student, a law student. And uh, 5th November, she gets her results uh, with her index number one. So meaning like she was first, kind of like, like she did very, very well. She had passed. Um, she was rejoicing to be called on the 11th so six days away only to be hit on the next day the letter from the regulators of the legal profession of ghana say from a, a concerned citizen of the republic of ghana who petitioned them on the third and this is where she has an issue if you got the petition on the third why did you allow her to waste her time to write why not prevent her from writing the letter right in the exam outright you got a letter on the third the position on the third and you started by it and allowed her to write exams two days after then just the day after um yes just the day after her results come out then you tell her she failed and, and sorry not she feel like you tell her she's not going to be called to the bar and her course is about to be suspended and they'll get back to her with further details of which no date was given. So, um, that's where her issue was. So, they could have told her way before. Not when after, like, after her results had come, that's when I come to tell her that she cannot be called to the bar. The way hoping she would feel. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. She added a link of uh, the so-called video where they were saying she was wearing piercings to school and she's like she followed through with all the rules and regulations even mentioned the fact that she had to wear that those ugly shoes and lose black and white for two years she said she endured all that rigorous Ghanaian schooling uh, and uh, rules because she had to and she did. She wasn't here, no strings to school. She had a life out high school, basically. That's what she's saying. So she says it's not fair. There's a lot of she's said a lot of things. Maybe I don't know. I can't read that time no crap. Yeah. So that's what she's saying. That it's wrong. It's unfit that they call her that, and that they should actually uh, stick to what she was told by the committee, which it seems they are not doing because. With the whatever case that was brought against her, she says she won. So, um, it, that's basically it for the violence action with Amagabu. It's a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a whole lot of these things. It's a whole lot. Well, we hope um, the best for her.
that at the end, what she's looking for, she'll get it as a, if she wants to be called to the battle badly. Because she, in a sense, who wouldn't want to be called to the battle badly? Because you've wasted so many years of your life going to school, um, meeting all their, their specifications, passing their exams. That's one of the most difficult things to do in Ghana law school nowadays. And you've actually passed this exam in the last, the final step, calling to the bar, they tell you, that be that. And of course, she can't, she's not being going to, she's not, be, she's not, she's not going to be called to the bar. She's, she can't work. She can't um, open her own law firm. She can't take on clients. She's jobless. You've rendered her jobless. You've wasted, you made her waste her time. That's how she sees it. And it's sad. We just wish her the very best and hope that something good comes out of it. So, Let's just jump right into today's session. What it is, ho, what's up? Every good girl needs a little thug. Every black boy needs a little love. If he put it down, I'ma pick it up. So I decided to do this, um, this session because one time, there was this time, a friend of mine posted something on his status and he was like, why is it that when we, we have a headache and we take drugs, the drugs, um, the, let's say we have a headache and we take drugs, but we have to take drug orally, have to swallow a drug, which gives it to our stomach, but then it's meant for our head. Why don't we just use something for our head and we'll be fine. And that's why I realized that uh, this, this is not someone who is not educated, an educated person. That's why I realized that many people, um, actually, I feel, I feel we need to take serious consideration of certain little, little things. So, to answer that question, to those who are wondering, what supplies energy and everything, uh, oxygen, nutrients to your whole body is the blood, right? So your blood is like the, um, transportation medium. It's like the Trotsky from wherever, from every part of your body, right? And one of the easiest ways by which things can be and go into your blood is through your stomach, that's one, or through via injections. So directly into your blood. So that one, it goes directly into your blood. If it's as through your vein, it goes straight to your heart. Your heart would pump it and it will distribute it effectively to the rest, the whole body, right? So if, let's say you have a headache and you are, depending on how severe they are headache is, and you are being given um, an injection. So if you're injecting into your blood, goes to your heart, your heart pumps it out, then the, the drug then travels through the blood to your brain or to your head or wherever it is to reduce your pain. So it works on certain receptors to cause a numbness or reduction in your sensitivity to that pain. Like basically, that is that. So, and there are so many things, so many advices that pharmacists tend to give to people regards to drugs that we don't take into consideration or we don't care. Not that we ask why. So I'm here to answer, give uh, a reply to most of them, not all of them, most of them, or some of them, yes. So um, my first one has to do with ulcer patients. I always say this to my friends, the most stubborn of patients ever are asthmatics and ulcer patients. Why asthmatics? You know you're an asthmatic. You're supposed to take your nebulizer wherever you go to. 
your inhaler if you want the wrong me to say so wherever you go to because you know you might not know when you might get an attack so wherever you're going it has to be with you and it doesn't really leave it at home an asthmatic who is engaging in very uh strenuous activities that would easily lead you to running out of breath possibly triggering your attack hey like it's it's so funny you find an asthmatic who is doing very very dangerous stuff to uh, that an, as, an, an, an asthmatic patient is not supposed to participate in same with other patients other patients don't want to take their drugs the, the whatever we are we are told in regards to food is starting from such and such a food they don't want to do them and i'm like why you don't want to get better you want to always come back to the hospital come and take drugs people feel like also can you can never heal also it's just like a wound if you get hurt on your skin with time it covers up it clots it heals it's not going to probably heal completely but it heals there's every reason leave a scar there's the same thing with your stomach lining when there's an when there's ulcer so ulcer is caused by two things one it's caused by uh, a bacteria h pylori which you can get from hear me and hear me well from even us people from e- those will be eating people's asses you can get it are you yes there are many other ways by which you can get it through um food poisoning as well food water so if it's contaminated you can get each battery through that that's why you need to be be as clean as possible with the kind of things that you take in yes so just me my issues with those who are eating houses you don't know what you are getting to your sister the people be like oh she has cleaned the place he has cleaned the place he when i'm saying he i don't mean a man eating a man's answer they will shock you how like women eat men's asses like they will shock you people do if you're in my line of work you hear lots of things yes so um this h pylori bacteria would find a way to stay in your stomach i just go and want to go into it as lay as man's terms as possible i don't want to go so much pharmacology or anatomy and physiology so i just want to be as simple as abc so everyone can easily understand so you find this way somewhere into your your stomach lining or into the early part of your duodenum like right after your stomach the, that part of your intestine yes yeah, so the initial part of it you find this place there and it stays there it creates a home for itself and by creating a home for it so that's where it causes a wound in your tummy and that's where you start feeling pain especially right after you've taken your food so when you, you eat and you start feeling pain right after you've taken the food or during when you're taking the food it could be an indication that you have um ulcer apart from the h pylori you can also get ulcer from taking too much pain medication not paracetamol but the others ibuprofen diclofenac these common common ones that the people have been giving you uh naproxen um there there are, there are many all these ones that they can cause ulcer when you take them too much 
So people will be like, I don't like para, para doesn't work for me. So they've gone to buy maybe a com some combination, some drug, and it has an end seed in it, and they're taking it. Every time they feel the slightest pain, they're taking it. You are damaging your life. These drugs, when you take them, especially when you're taking them on an empty stomach, you are damaging the walls of your stomach, which will cause wounds. And when there's a wound, you're getting ulcer. It, it's painful because now it's like your stomach is producing acids, right? So it's like you have a wound. It's similar to having a wound and you're putting in salt. Yes, that's how it's not that I would say the pain is really uh, the same as that, but that's how that's the best way I can explain it. So when you take food in, it becomes painful. So as an age, as a, sorry, as an ulcer patient, you begin with drugs. Depending on the type of uh, the cause of your ulcer, you'll be given antibiotics with some other drugs that would reduce the acid production in your tummy so that your, your tummy would be able to heal and heal properly. Or you just be given those drugs that reduce the acid production. But you don't take them as you're supposed to, but you expect the wound to heal because your stomach is constantly, almost all the time, producing um, acid. If there's no, let me say, breathing space, for wherever the wound is to be able to heal and heal properly. You will never heal because the acid itself will also contribute to the erosion of your stomach lining. So you have to take your drugs. These drugs help you to heal. So your antibiotics are going to kill the bacteria. And the thing about antibiotics is you have to take them without missing your doses. If you miss a dose or two or three, You've not done yourself any good because you, when as you're taking your drugs, whether it is eight hourly or 12 hourly or six hourly, you are taking it so it can get to a certain concentration in your blood. And now that concentration is when it's going to have its effect. So if you're not taking it as you have been told to, and just taking it anyhow, you're not meeting that concentration. If you're not meeting that concentration, it's not working. So your, the bacteria, whatever is causing your ulcer will not die. It will still stay there. And you come back and tell us the drug we gave you didn't work. Or you didn't take it as you were told to do. Right, so let us note that. Secondly, I mentioned para. And I realized uh, the slightest pain, even if um, the person was closing the door and the door hits the, the, the hands, the tiniest, and the person is in pain, the person goes to take para. But we don't know that para when you take four grams, more than four grams, four grams or more, it is detrimental to your health. Para can destroy your liver, but the good news in the situation is your liver is one of the, one of the, your liver cells can replicate itself as in they can, when they are destroyed, they can create new liver cells. So they are regenerative. That's a very good thing about the liver. So take, when you take too much, within 24 hours, you are taking like seven grams. And I say seven grams, in most para, para farms, the tablets to be specific, the one, the common ones we know are the 500 milligram ones, right? So taking two is one gram. So that means how many do you have to take to get four grams? Eight. So why would you take about eight? Why would you even take eight in a day? Why are you taking it nine? Ten. 10 grams. You say, yes, 10 grams. Why? Where are you going to? Your liver is crying and pleading for help. Leave it alone. 
Yes. So you don't take too much power or that is, that's what that is. I don't know how many of you have had it, but then sometimes when it's price being dispensed, they tell you not to take more than, more than eight tablets. As trial was supposed to stay away from eight tablets within 24 hours. Then they, we are being told to take drugs at a particular time of the day. It's very important. There are certain drugs that will make you drowsy or make you sleepy. So those drugs are mostly preferred that you take them at night because that's when you're about going to bed. So when you take them and you're drowsy, you go to bed. You take the drowsiness to sleep. And you wake up the next morning without that drowsiness because you probably need to go to work, you need to go to school or whatever it is. But if you are, we are, we are asking you to take it at night and you're taking it in the morning and you're feeling all drowsy and stuff, you come to eat a drink and wear a shoe, a drink and this, this drug is so powerful. I can't, my day has been ruined. Who are, who are sent you? You were told to take it at night. There's a reason why you were being told to take it at night. You didn't ask. There's certain drugs that needed to be taken early in the morning because they have effects on certain hormones in your body. And if you are not taking them in the morning and taking them maybe later in the day, you might not be able to They might keep you awake because of the hormones that they will be producing. So... You need to pay attention to these little, little details that your pharmacist give you. Then taking drugs before food or taking drugs after food. Very important. Some drugs are affected by food. So when you take them after or with food, their absorption is going to be affected. And when their absorption is affected, they're going to get very, uh, not so, not the necessary, uh, necessary, the needed amounts that will need to be effective to cause the, cause you to feel better and not going to get that concentration in your blood or in your system. So if you are not taking them as you're supposed to, you're supposed to take them on an empty stomach, which would have a very good absorption rate. And you're going to take it with food. You can't tell us that the drug didn't work. It is you who didn't let the drug work. Because if you are taking it as you had been told to, it would have. Taking drugs after food. There are some drugs that work best when you take them with food or after you've done it, when your, to your stomach is empty, especially some, the old ACTs we have, uh, it's very good when you take it with fatty food. So they actually take it with or after we are done eating. So we have a lot of uh, meat and stuff. So people have malaria. The reason why... They always tend to bring you, we are Malia, you bring you these meaty fruits and stuff. It's not necessarily because they want to pamper you, but it's because the drug that you are taking needs those, needs that fattiness to, for, to help in its absorption so you can get better quickly. Right. Then taking drugs, there are certain drugs you don't take with certain food. Certain drugs, when you take them with milk, I'm sure you've heard it before. It really It doesn't like uh, you're not supposed to take it with alcohol. There are many reasons as to that. There are situations where the ones with alcohol, most of them are broken down by the same enzymes. So if you're taking it with alcohol, your body would prefer to break down the alcohol than the drug, causing the drug concentration in your blood to increase, which will cause toxic effects. Or the other way around. If your body decides to work on 
the drug and not the alcohol. You're going to get alcohol intoxication. You have so much concentration of alcohol in your blood, which is going to be toxic to you. Either way, and your liver is the one also going to suffer. So when they are being told to take certain drugs without alcohol, they are very important. They're being told to take certain drugs without milk and egg and stuff. Sometimes these things tend to chill. There's something called chillation. So um, you would, you'll take the drug all right. But because you've added these things, they form complexes. So the chemistry will understand it better. They form complexes with these. Uh, drugs so they are not easily absorbed and if they are not absorbed they're not going to have any effects in your body so then why did you even take the drug in the first place so we know it's that they're talking about the drugs that you have to take at a particular time with the drugs that are night to an example is drugs that um if you have constipation for instance we won't tell you to take the drug in the morning because you are going to work do as you are to work and you are rushing to go and go to the loo Probably is if you're going to take in the morning, they'll probably tell you to take a day off or a two, a day or two off and stay, stay at home to take the drug. Or you have probably take it at night and sacrifice a bit of your, your sleep. Or take it in the evening. Let's say when you're done with work, you can take it. By the time you get home, your your stomach is ready to expunge all its contents. Yes. Antibiotics. This is it's we there was it's it's still going on that talk about taking antibiotics people come to the pharmacies people go to the pharmacies and you'd be like i remember there was a summer i was doing my vacation training so once someone just came to the pharmacy the person just went like and we asked that what is the person going to use the topire for and the person was like or the command hey this is an antibiotic you're going to give to a chicken People be like, oh, but now let me explain why ASHA. When you start giving these antibiotics to these chickens because you feel they are sick, the antibiotic might work. Fine. But then you're exposing these antibiotics to bacteria that maybe that antibiotic will have probably be working on. But the more you expose them to these antibiotics, the bacteria tends to build some level of resistance. If you are giving it to the chicken, you are going to eat the chicken later on. You probably ingest some of these bacteria and stuff. Did you help? You saved your chicken. Yes, you saved that chicken. But you've doomed us all. So with antibiotic, always make sure you're not going to a pharmacy or a chemical shop or wherever just to go and buy antibiotics. When you go and you, it's best to tell them your problem so that they give you drugs. Or you can go if you, yes, that's the best. I would say that's the best. Don't go and say, I wanted this drug. Because some people won't, sadly enough, in Ghana, some people won't ask you why you want the drug because they want to make money, so they'll sell it to you anyway. But they, it's better just go and tell them your complaints so they'll give you the right drugs. If you, it's a very competent pharmacist where you come to their pharmacies and you tell them you want this antibiotic, they'll ask what you're going to use it for. And when you tell them your complaints and they'll tell you maybe you probably don't need this antibiotic, they'll just give you this and that. You probably might not even need an antibiotic to begin with. They'll give you other drugs that will help you and you'll be fine. Now, taking people's drugs. Oh, my sister had was sneezing, so they gave her this drug. I'm also sneezing. I can take my sister's drug. No. Both of you are sneezing, yes. But your sneeze and her sneeze might not come from the same cause. And might need two different things altogether. So you don't go and take someone's drug just because you have similar symptoms. 
So let us take note of that as well. Why do we chew certain drugs? We tell you, uh, chew it and drink water. Or this drug, swallow. There's a difference. The drugs that you chew, you help its absorption. You help break it down because your body does it. It's not made to be able to break down that particular kind of drug. The way it has been made. So you have to help your body by breaking it down before you swallow. So that absorption will be easy. If that is not possible, if there, for other drugs, there are drugs where you are expected to swallow. One of the reasons why you're expected to swallow such drugs is because it's not necessarily going to be absorbed in your stomach. So it is made in such a way that it would be able to survive the environment of your stomach, but would break down in the environment of your intestines. And that's where absorption of that drug is going to take place. So when we ask you not to chew a certain drug, that's probably why you are not supposed to do so. Sometimes when I ask you not to chew a certain drug, it's because it's so bitter. You can't chew it. When you chew it, I know someone who, for his, a very close friend of mine, who, I don't know who told him, I'm not going to jump to conclusion, but he was told at the hospital that he should chew metronidazole, flagell. Yes. And, you know, the stent of flagell alone can make someone vomit. And he was chewing it. And whatever he chewed it, he was vomiting. So he was always, he told me, and I'm like, ah, how do you take it? I don't know what caused me to ask him, how do you take the drug? He was like, he's chewing. I'm like, yeah, you're chewing plateau. So I asked him to stop chewing it altogether. And he tried taking it, but he wasn't, the scent alone was making him vomit. So I asked him to stop taking it. Totally. We find out later that he didn't even need that antibiotic to begin with. So um, also when they said take a drug with lots of water, it's not for jokes. Sometimes the drug that you are taking would, especially for uh, if you have constipated and you want to expand your bowels, the that's so interesting to take so much water with it because the drug itself would absorb water from its environment. So if you don't take so much water from it, your body will lose so much water through that absorption by the drug. So when you take so much, a lot of water with it, it helps your body not drain so much. You don't have, you don't lose so much water from the process. And so that, these are the little things that I wanted to tell you about some of the uh, stuff that your pharmacist will tell you. If you have any questions, this, especially if you are listening on Spotify, then we can leave a, a, a point, a, a question aspects where you can leave your questions and I'll address them as and when I can. But then let us know there's some questions that you can probably ask your pharmacist after they've given you your drug. It's very important. You can ask them, how long do I take this drug? Sometimes they will, pharmacists need to forget not to add that information. So ask them, how long do I take this drug? There are some drugs when you take them and you're feeling okay, you can't stop. For example, pain medications. Let's say they've told you that it's written on understand that you're supposed to take it for 12 days, but you've taken it for like three days on a fourth day. You don't feel any pain. Why do you need to go and take the pain medication when you are, you are, you don't feel any pain anymore? So you're going to take for the rest of the eight days just because you have been told to take for 12 days. No, that's with pain medications to be specific. But antibiotics, we are given to take them for, well, drugs that are meant for uh, bacteria and fungi and those kind of stuff. But we are to take them for 
200 days. Take them for 200 days. It's very important. You might stop somewhere along the way and not finish off the job. And that bacteria or whatever is causing that illness would probably gain some level of resistance to the drug. And you see the drug there, you, you didn't get better. I hope I'm making sense. You can also ask for the side effects of the medication. So some medications have various side effects. Some of them you'll be drowsy. Some of them you'll be nauseous. There are many side effects to uh, certain drugs. So just if you feel like you can probably ask. So that there's sometimes people get not, I would say side effects, adverse reactions to certain drugs. And this is at home with it and continue taking the drugs. There's then things that you don't, you're not supposed to feel when you take a drug. When you start you've seen such symptoms or signs, you're supposed to come back to the hospital. So they probably change the drug for you. Maybe you are probably allergic or you're having a reaction to some of the uh, ingredients in making the drug. Not necessarily the active ingredient. It could be the active ingredient or the excipients. So you try to ask, what are some of the side effects of this drug? Something sounds some side effects I should expect. The usual sorry, side effects. They're the usual ones you should expect. When you take a certain drug, maybe with this drug, your urine will change color. Your urine, your urine would look more uh, yellowish or it will look a bit reddish. It's usual. So that's when you if you ask this and you are told when you go home and you're taking your drug and you have seen this things, you'll be like, oh, I was told so it's normal. Before you see the like, yeah, I'm I'm peeing blood now. Then this question is very important. What should I do if I miss a dose of my medication? Just in case, you can ask. Because sometimes you miss, you know, people will miss a drug in the morning. You're supposed to take uh, one drug at 8 a.m. The other 12 hours later, that is at 8 p.m. And they take the 8 a.m. Then they, f- they, they forget to take the 8 a.m. Then they remember at 8 p.m. that I was supposed to take a drug 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Then they end up taking both drugs, both the 8 a.m. dose and the 8 p.m. dose because they are making up for it. We don't do that. Not for all drugs. So you need to know this specific drugs that I'm taking. What should I do if I miss my medication? Because for someone, for example, someone who is taking hy- antihypertensives who's on antihypertensive medications. If you, the person does this thing of taking two doses at the same time, the person must, might enter into hypo tension that is very low blood pressure and the person might die yes it's easier for the person very very easy for the person to die from taking too much uh, a double dose just like that especially if the person's blood pressure is being maintained at the morning and uh, evening dose single dose at morning single dose in the evening but then the person taking both at the same time the person might reduce the blood pressure too drastically and our bodies are not made to endure such drastic changes it's one of the reasons for those who don't know why they say that when you are um when you are bathing a child with warm water not just warm like a bit hot water you start from the feet the reason is that you get a mix uh, uh, impulse speed sends the brain that's there's a temperature change and it's gradual start from the feet to your to the head or when it's very cold water, stuff on the feet. Even when you are bathing, it's best. A child can convulse when you suddenly put very hot stuff on the head or very cold stuff on the head. 
yes, it's too drastic for the body and that drastic change in temperature is not healthy. It can cause someone to convulse by doing so. So thank you for listening. I hope you've learned a thing or two. You've put something in your pocket for the future. You know how to interact with the pharmacist now. You respect us more. Because in Ghana, most of you don't respect us. We have so much to help. We have so much information to dispense to help you get better anytime. Speak to your pharmacist. Speak to me. I am always available. If you have a job to please hook me up. Now, Abrabonu is getting good, 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 good. So thank you so much for listening today. Kindly share as usual. Be a good listener. See you same time next week. Bye.